Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. A lot to get to. Can't wait. First, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. Uh, like I said, a ton to get to. Real quick, I've been listening to audiobooks. When I say I've been listening to, I've, it's been about 24 hours since I've uh, discovered audiobooks that are from the library, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I, I don't have to, you know, read. I can just listen. So I started listening to a book last night, and I'm like, meh. I fell asleep, and I realized I didn't really miss much. It was kind of a boring book. Then I start scrolling through the library, and I'm like, oh, I have to listen to this one. Sarah Silverman, The Bedwetter. It's a biography. It's hilarious. Now, keep in mind, I'm only about 30 minutes into the book, but it's freaking great. Can't wait to go and listen to more of it. It's good. It, it, it's very entertaining. It's just good comedy. I love Sarah, Silverman, Sarah Silverman's comedy. If she had a penis, I'd be sucking it right now because it's so good. I don't know why I would say that. <laughs> She No, she, seriously, she's a hilarious person. She just says, in my mind, she just says weird stuff that a lot of us just think anyway. It just blindsides you with comedy. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is, she's just a great comedian, right? If I could be as funny as her, I'd be so happy with myself because it's just good, right? But then it reminded me of a uh, of a podcast I was listening to last week. You know, the overproduced podcast. Like this, not an overproduced podcast. It's not something where it's it's real talk. It's very uh, structured, right? A lot of production goes into it, and you're not getting real opinions. You're just getting very organized opinions. Not bad, just what I was listening to. And it was a podcast trying to dissect the science of comedy. And about 20 minutes through it, I'm just like, this is the dumbest fucking podcast I've ever heard. Until the last like two minutes of it, they bring on comedians and say what they believe works for comedy and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, they saved that episode because that was somewhat interesting. They're essentially doing what they feel is is right and what works for them. Nothing mind-blowing or earth-shattering. But as I'm listening to the first, like, 20-some minutes of this podcast, I'm like, you have two nerds sitting there trying to dissect what makes something funny. And essentially... They're ruining, trying to ruin comedy. Don't overthink in it. If you sit there and you and you find something funny, just go with it. That's fine. People like different things. Some people don't have a fucking sense of humor. <laughs> you know those people. You're not one of them. But there's plenty of people out there and you're like, dude, what the fuck? You are a horrible person to be around. Not funny at all. So it was just interesting. It, do check it out. I it but but kind of going back to that the whole 
you know, science of comedy is just, just whatever works. Don't overthink it. You might like something, like I told you, for whatever fucking reason. There's something wrong with my wife. She's probably been dropped on her head when she was an infant. That's what explains why she doesn't like stand-up comedy, but she does like comedic movies, comedic shows. Okay? Doesn't make sense to me? Obviously, there's something wrong with it. <laughs> but I love her anyway. <laughs> but people have their different likes and dislikes. Don't overthink it. Don't sit there and be a nerd about it. Be like, let's try to break it down. No. Listen to the different styles of comedy out there. I have a buddy. His sister is Tig Notaro. Very dry delivery. Hilarious. You've seen her in movies. And she's a great stand-up comedian. I actually, I hope to one day get a chance to, to interview her. Because I want to bring up this story real quick. When I used to produce, I think it was it was when Mike Evans and Scott Hastings had an afternoon show. And her brother, Renault, who we worked with, said, you got to get my sister on. She's a stand-up comedian. She's coming to Denver. And this is before she was in movies and she really took off. Well, she has a different delivery. She's very dry and she draws out jokes but then when you get to the punchline, you're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. But it's not for everyone. So she's on with the show via phone. And I I don't like having comedians on via the phone because, you know, you kind of miss a lot. And, and there's a lot that can happen off air uh, if they're in person and you get to know them and, and you really get that chemistry going with the host and the comedian. And you lose that when they're on the phone. Don't really like it. But so she's on the phone and it's Mike Evans who is driving the show. And then Scott Hastings, former NBA player, funny guy. So she's coming on. She's talking to them during the segment and she's throwing out jokes. They're all going over their heads because she's so dry and then the guys, I was looking, I'm like, why aren't they laughing? Because me and the guy behind the other guy behind the scenes, we're cracking up. Like, she's fucking hilarious. And then we realized they're just playing on their computer, not paying attention. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's all these great jokes. They're not paying attention. So it makes it sound like she's bombing because, in a sense, she was because they're not laughing. There's no laugh track with her because... That's what you want when you have a comedian on there is to actually have somebody react and laugh because it helps cue the other people that are listening to laugh, right? Oh, my God, it was so frustrating. I'm like, are you fucking serious? And then she goes on to become pretty fucking famous. Now, she's not Kevin Hart famous. No, no, but she's right up there. She was in that zombie movie uh, with Dave Bautista. She was the helicopter pilot. She's funny, dry sense of humor, worth watching. But anyway, she's also friends with Sarah Silverman. That, that kind of made me think that, to, with all that connection. But I suggest you, you, you go and try to find Sarah Silverman, the bedwetter, because it's fucking funny. It's funny. That being said, I'm not all the way through it. So eh, maybe it'll just 
turned to shit afterwards. Who knows? Speaking of turning to shit, let's ju- let's jump in on the headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> well, my my dream of love being a true thing is just shit on, right? Yeah, God. Damn it. Another love that I thought was going to last forever, just poof, gone like the wind. I don't know if I say this lady's name correctly or not, but we've talked about her before. Bricardi? I don't know. She's a songwriter and performer. Keep that in mind as I go through this. She's from Oxfordshire, somewhere over in the UK, I imagine. She said that you guys probably remember she married an entity, a spirit, an old war veteran, right? And his name was Eduardo. My name is Eduardo, and I want to bed you, even though I am from beyond the grave. Boing. Anyway, uh, she said that they were married last Halloween back in 2022. But they started hitting a rocky period. He became increasingly possessive after their wedding. And, 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 and instead of being warm, it, it, he just became threatening. He's just becoming a dick, okay? Bacardi claims the soldier's crush on a late, iconic Hollywood act- actress, otherwise known as Marilyn Monroe, yeah, you may have heard of her, uh, began on their wedding day when he spotted the spirit of Monroe at the chapel because, yeah, Marilyn Monroe is going to go to some miscellaneous, uh, you know, performer's uh, wedding. Fucking stupid. (laughs) So dumb. Anyway, she claims the soldier would disappear for days before returning, smelling of Chanel number five, the fragrance which had been Monroe's favorite perfume. She announced the split in her song, in her song, just another anthem. So fucking dumb. I feel like that we saw this coming. We did. Blindsided. Maybe not. Maybe not. I know I talked about that they were in a rocky period, but they didn't officially divorce. But now, with the release of her new song, Just Another Anthem, it's official. They're done. Broke up. Wow. Who could have seen that coming? (laughs) Bitch be crazy. And now she's she's on the market, guys. (laughs) You never know. Could you have a relationship with a person like this, man or woman, right? Whatever you're into, okay? And then you find out that they used to be married or at least in an intimate relationship with someone that wasn't actually there. It was a is a an entity. Could you do that? I couldn't. Sorry. No. No. I just that's just beyond my comprehension in acceptance of, of, of that. Uh, I can't wrap my ro- mind around it, and I'm like, no, you're too fucking out there. Sorry. Now, that being said, if I was single, <laughs> probably give it a whirl, right? But I'm not going to be in anything serious. Let's be honest. Let's just put this out on the table that we're in the truth tree, okay? Don't judge me. But she's probably really good in bed. I'm just saying she's a freak. And we'd all like it. Every now and then you want to raise your freak flag. That's fine. 
you don't want to commit to the freak flag? No. Well, you might give it a whirl. That's all I'm saying. Don't judge me. Fuck off, okay? You you judgmental dicks can go eat a bag of dicks, okay? Man, I wouldn't do it. Bullshit. She's coming on to you. You're like, dang, I've had like, you know, a, a bunch of booze flowing through me. Yeah. Got like 10 old fashions. Maybe some of those, uh, uh, they're not Zimas. What are those? Those true? Whatever, whatever. Those I got. I've, I've I've slammed like ten hard seltzers, right? Yeah, fuck. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Let's just do this. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah, she'll find love hopefully in one of these days. I I don't know. Maybe she does believe she was married to him. I I it's bizarre to me. Bizarre. And if I ever got a chance to sit down and talk to her, the, what I what I would ask is the real question that nobody's going to fucking ask. What was sex like? Could you actually feel him inside you or were you using tools? I'm sorry. I know that sounds disgusting and over the line and ooh, childish. Bullshit. Fuck off. No, I want to know. Could you feel him inside you? Because that's pretty fucking intense if you could. And then could he make it bigger or smaller depending on your needs? Listen, these are the hard, uh, you know, hard-hitting questions that nobody wants to ask, but we all want to know the answers to. <laughs> Fucking judgmental dicks. You're all judgmental dicks, okay? Stop it. Stop it. Speaking of things people need to stop. I know. Lovely transition. Tour de France team asks fans to behave better after a reported selfie causes a massive pileup in the 15th stage. I saw the video. It sure as shit looks like some dickhead is out there trying to take a selfie or at least a picture uh, of uh, the riders and sure as shit bonks into one of the riders, causes a crash, and some mild injuries. For what? A fucking selfie. Oh, my God, I hate it. That being said, Tour de France, you got to do something about the fans. They're, they're just, they have too much uh, rain. They, can, they, just, they just walk around wherever the fuck they want. If they can go onto the track, that's a problem. But that being said, it's such a huge track. How are you going to police that? You can't. It, it, it's bizarre. But, but I'm sitting there watching the video, and you, sure shit, you, it does look like somebody's trying to take a selfie, like, oh, my God, here we go. And you just imagine it was like somebody with, like, a, a Kardashian-type voice. They're like, oh, my God, look. Oh, look, there's all sweaty on their bikes. Let's get a selfie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he hit my arm. Oh, God. Oh, gross. It's all sweaty and gooey. <laughs> oh, my God. That's annoying. We, we I, I'm trying to get better at this of not always trying to take a picture of something and living in the moment. Like my kids, they're they're in right now. My son's in flag football. My daughter's in soccer. And I love it. And I'm trying not to live these moments through my phone and through a camera and just enjoy it. 
And if I get to the end of their event and I have maybe one or two pictures, I think that's a good thing. At least document it a little bit because the kids might want to look at it. Maybe you get a cool action photo. But after that, just live in the moment. Really watch it. Stop doing that. Nobody, I mean, taking a selfie. Who fucking cares? You know who fucking cares? You. That's it. Nobody else gives a fuck. And you should be fined tremendously for doing what they did. Hopefully, that person uh, gets in a lot of trouble for this. And as I record it, I haven't seen anything as far as an update on that. But I hope the fuck they do. Because it's out of hand. First of all, again, nobody cares other than you. And two, how about you enjoy the moment and you see the the speed that just the appreciate what you're watching instead of just living through your fucking camera. Oh my God. I, I, I just can't stand it. I can't stand it. Obviously watching your kids versus going to the tour de France is different, but still you're watching a legendary race. You don't need to take a fucking selfie. And if you are going to take a selfie, do it away from the, the course. So fucking annoying. Uh, that person deserves to be punched in the dick. Am I right? Can I get flown over there and I will I will perform the the judgment, right? Is this the person? Yes. Uh, and they're the ones that took a selfie and caused a crash on Tour de France. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, could you please stand right here? Hi. Oh, go ahead, Mr. DeHuff. Go ahead and uh, lay down the penalty. All right. Whack! Punch him right in the dick. <laughs> You're welcome. That's my job. People fly me in from all over the world. What does he do? He lays down the law by punching people in the junk. <laughs> like, what's your crime? Uh, you're taking a selfie at the grocery store. Oh, God. You, you really backed up the line. I know, I know, but people needed to know that I was at the grocery store because, ooh, it's so tough. <laughs> okay, come here. I'm going to punch you right in the dick. Or right in the vagina. <laughs> Whack. Oh, my vagina. Oh. Anyway. Rock Karens. Uh, I, I looked it up. It's spelled C-A-I-R-N-S. And apparently it's pronounced Karens. Not the, not the people that we all assume of. The, the lady from with the, the eight kids. Uh, that one fucking lady. Uh, Kate Goslin. Not her with the bob hair. She's just like ruined that hairstyle for every woman out there. Okay? Because she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Do you ever see that clip where she's like, it's John, it's when it was John and Kate plus eight. She's talking to the producer on camera, and all of a sudden she's like, What is that noise? He's like, I'm breathing. <laughs> it's her. Oh my God. No wonder they got divorced. I'm sure there's other shit going on. But anyway bitch and she's a karen she's the original karen i would have to say but anyway rock karens <laughs> are man-made piles of rock stacked up on t uh, on top of each other you see people some people are really fucking good at it they can stack these rocks and it looks really neat well according to park rangers the leave no trace ethics states that when recreating or recreating in wilderness spaces the goal is to leave no signs of human impact on the land 
so as to respect other creatures living in it. Building those rock cairns disturbs small insects, reptiles, microorganisms that live on the underside of those rocks. In general, park rangers say rock cairns should only be built by trail workers and are meant for navigation, safety, and uh, that way people can follow the hard-to-follow trails. Park rangers say, if you see one of these, dismantle it. They kind of contradict themselves, because like if a park ranger does it, because it's for a trail navigation, am I supposed to just know which one's which? I don't know. I just assume that if you see one, just fucking run it over. <laughs> I would like to do this. You come up on somebody that is building one. You know they're not supposed to do it. Okay? They're not a park ranger. They're just some dickhead from California. You know who you are. Anyway, they're doing it. You watch them. You're like, oh, you're pretty good at that. And they, you know, after like 20 minutes, they're finally done. They're like, wow, there you go. Ha <laughs> That's how you do it. Hey, I'm from California. I see all these things all the time. And you're like, that's fantastic. Then you just kick it over. And you're like, don't fuck with nature. <laughs> do it. Oh, my God, that'd be great. And take a selfie while you're doing it. Otherwise, I won't believe it ever happened. Like the Tour de France. To the front. I'm riding my bicycle down the street, and then some crazy lady comes in front of me and takes a selfie, and then I crashed and skinned up my knee. Owie, owie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got more coming your way, but first, we're changing the game. So help your bets stay hot this summer at Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports gambling, with a direct line to Las Vegas. And now, when you use the promo code MILEHIGH, you score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, Superbook is going to match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code MILEHIGH. Go ahead and download Superbook's, the Superbook Sports app, enter the promo code MILEHIGH, and you're going to get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Go ahead and visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call one 800 5224700 This is insane. A man and his dog who were lost at sea for months and survived by drinking rainwater and eating raw fish have finally been rescued after the whole insane ordeal. Tim Shattuck and dog Bella had set sail from Mexico in early April, and intended to travel to French Polynesian, Polynesia, excuse me, before their catamaran was struck by a storm, and then just a few weeks into their trip, and, and, and it just damaged their electronics. Excuse me, I kind of butchered that, but you, you see what I'm saying. They're, they're on it, stormy weather hit, and then it fucked up their electronics. There you go. <laughs> And he said, after he was rescued, he said, I've been through a very difficult ordeal at sea. Yeah, no shit. That's an understatement. And he says, I'm just needing rest and good food because I have been alone at sea for a long time. Otherwise, I'm in good health. I have 
very good medicine, and I'm being looked at very well. Good for him, and good for him to say, listen, I just need to rest. Leave me the fuck alone, and I need to eat good shit. Because a lot of people are like, dude, I've been out at sea for three months. What are you going to eat? I'm going to eat a steak dinner and go to McDonald's. Well, you're going to have massive bowel issues. I imagine that, uh, you know, that would be horrific for your insides. It already is. But then to just like all of a sudden you've been eating like raw fish and, and you know, rainwater. Yeah, you're you can't be jumping into that shit. So this week was he was miraculously rescued after a helicopter accompanying a tuna trawler spotted the drifting boat off the coast of Mexico, and they thankfully were able to come to his rescue. Medical officials say the Australian man has not suffered any major illnesses or injuries. Which, that's pretty fucking impressive. The sailor had also managed to avoid sunburn by hiding under a canopy on his vessel. That's pretty good, too, because you got to watch out for that shit. A specialist doctor on the trawler said Mr. Shattuck will start to recover by eating small meals. Yeah, that's that's insane because his stomach is probably shrank to like a fucking walnut because he hasn't been really eating. He's been conserving. Uh, well, not really conserving. Like he he's eating whatever he can. And most likely it's not that easy catching fish. We've talked about people lost at sea before and how insane it is of how they survive and a lot of times they're on rafts and which is just scary because you can have a shark come up and bump you because if you're if you're catching fish as they come by who knows like there was that guy i want to say a year or two ago we did that story where the guy was catching fish and as he's grabbing it then like he's fighting off a shark to try to get a piece of it it, it, it's insane. It, it's just the mind fuck of being lost at sea is something I just can't wrap my mind around. So good for that guy. Good for that guy that he was rescued. And thankfully, those people spotted him and, and they were able to get him. Well, if if you follow the NFL, you you see that the the Madden NFL, the, the Madden game, the rankings came out. And a lot of players are super excited. Hey, I'm a 99 or I'm a 98 or whatever. Their ratings, okay? A lot of players are happy, but a lot of players are pissed, okay? Which is funny because it's a fucking game. And again, you have nerds who probably have never thrown a football in a spiral before. <laughs> Can't catch worth a shit. Or they're the ones that are, you know, coming up with these ratings. And that's Whatever, that's how it works. But it's funny because the drama that is occurring because of these, these guys are are so upset about it. They're like, I can't believe they rated me like an 88 or an 87. I should be a 94, or blah, blah, blah. And that's it's good because you wouldn't want the guy, whoever was rated like low, to be happy with that. You shouldn't be happy with your rating unless you're a 99. Because that's as high that's as high as they go. I don't believe they do hundreds anymore. So 
you would be, I wouldn't want a guy on my team that was content with be like, well, I'm a 78. That's fine. Good. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. No, you want somebody. To, it's little things that make that, that add fuel to your fire. And as a, as an athlete that, that this is a good thing. Rate a guy slightly lower than you think he should be. Right. You're like, this guy has potential. I, I think this could fuel them. Not to say that they do that, but I, I don't think it's a bad thing to be rated low and, and for you to get upset about it because it should motivate you. If that's something that motivates you, let it be, let it go because that's really grading that person. You're saying you're, you're okay. You're not that great. You're not as good as you think you are. And then that pushes them a little further. I, I don't see what's wrong with it. Now, that being said, imagine if you were publicly rated for your job, that would be horrific. That'd be awful. Obviously, two different industries, whatever you do, and then you got professional athletes. But could you imagine? I think about that like when I worked in radio. That'd be horrific. Like if people like if some, uh, you know, dickhead in in management is like, I'm going to rate you and then put every put it out there. Well, Scott's only a 64. Then you're like, but you rated Richie a, a 98. Yeah, but he brings me in burritos every now and then. So that really skyrockets him. <laughs> like something like that. Oh, my God. That would be horrible. But it it would backfire in a regular industry. In, in the real world, you couldn't do that. It, it would backfire. You can't. You can't. Oh, it's it's kind of funny. I guess it's it's made making me realize, um, with with my kids being in soccer and football, and my son is struggling a little bit with football. He's played flag football one other time, and you know he's been focusing on school and focusing on other things. He hasn't been really focusing on football. And you, he's at the age now where you can see the kids that have been focusing on football, and they're really fucking good. And he's going in there and just like, I'm just going to go play. It'd be fun. And then, you know, reality can be very humbling. And he's going out there. He's, he talks a big game. I've told you before. He has a big mouth when he plays sports and he's doing it in a playful manner, but he it's getting to the point where that doesn't work anymore. People don't look that at that as funny anymore. It, Cause you're getting into the competitive side of things where people are really good and they want to push themselves. So it's to the point now where having that embarrassment of not being at the same level as, as other people, it's either going to push you to become better, kind of like this with the Madden rankings. If you see other people out there being ranked higher than you, and you're like, no way, I'm fucking better than that. It's either going to push you to become better, or it can deflate you. You have a choice in life. Now, I talked to somebody the other day, and they're like, well, that's probably going probably gonna to ruin him from, for sports the rest of his life if, you know, because he there if there's a gap like that like it's up to him depends how he wants to look at it 
There's been plenty of times in my life where I go into a situation thinking that I'm really fucking good at it, and then I get humbled because there's people that are much better than me. There's multiple ways you can look at it. It can get you down, but it can also fuel you. Yes, shit, man, they're a lot better than me. Fuck, I can be better at this. Let me be better at this. I got to work at it. Whatever it is, whatever your job is. So, yeah, you can say, ah, it's going to ruin him. He's not going to, you know, he's just going to be, you know, down and out. He's going to be all depressed about it. No, no. He can. He can be better. He just has to find that gear. It's same same thing with the players. Go, let it fuel you. Let it piss you off a little bit. Work harder. Don't take the the easy way out and go, well, I quit. Well, I'm not going to be as good as so-and-so. Try to be better. I, I, I don't think that that's, an, that's good enough. Sports are fine. I'm not saying that he's going to be a professional athlete or any of my kids are going to be professional athletes. But learn from this. Strive to become better. If, if you're having a tough time, let that fuel you to to practice and go, shit, man, I need to get better at catching. I need to get better at running routes or whatever. Don't let it bring you down. Try harder. And if you can go out there and get a little bit better, good. Because that's going to translate into the real world when you have a real job and you're, you're competing. Yes, because that's the way life is. Reality check, people. You're competing with your coworkers. You are. They're your coworkers, but guess what? When management's looking at the next person to to move up, it's between you and them. You got to compete to be better. And you learn that in sports, so I appreciate that about sports. You know what I also appreciate is when you guys interact with the podcast. So as my computer just froze up, that's awesome. Uh, you can always hit me up on social media at DeHuff Podcast, or you can send me an email at DeHuff Podcast. Or pfft, I just said the same thing, DeHuff Podcast at gmail.com. Then we'll get you into the mailbag. So let's just let's do it. Let's jump into that mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Matt OFP on Twitter. He said. Dude, check out this side hustle by this lawyer. And I have never seen something like this. This is fascinating. This is uh, Lawyer Mark's side hustle. Okay, for 500 we arrest you in front of your wife or your girlfriend. We come in hot. Police cars, siren, lights, uniform, handcuffs, radio going. Read Miranda. We'll even tase you for an extra 25 but there's a different waiver for that. Uh, we leave under very confusing circumstances, so it's hard for them to track you down. We take you to a campsite that's paid for, tent, beer, bait, fishing license, fishing equipment. And on Monday around noon, we release you at the uh, Waffle House and we just say it was a big misunderstanding. That's fucking awesome. But also sad that you would have to do that. So it sounds like what they're offering is you want to get away from your wife who's a bitch and just won't let you do something. That's, That's essentially the way you're proposing this is the only way I can have alone time with either just myself or my guy friends is if I pretend to get arrested 
And then they say it's a big misunderstanding after a weekend of fishing. If you do that, it listen, it's kind of funny. It is. But take a step back. Do you need to be married then? Just get a fucking divorce. If you have to pretend to get arrested and sign some waivers, pay $500 so you can pretend to get arrested and get hauled off to jail, and then you have a big old setup with um, you know, your buddies for fishing and all this, it's all this extravagance, right? If you have to do this, you should be divorced, right? That's what this guy's doing. He's 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 hustling you as the guy or lady whoever's paying for this, right? He's he's establishing a connection. You're like, it's only five hundred dollars to do this. You're gonna have a good time. We're gonna do this for you. It's good, blah blah blah. Then we drop you off at Waffle House and say it was a big misunderstanding, okay? And then you establish that connection with this lawyer, and then like two months later when she finds out what you did, you're definitely getting divorced. And guess what? You got a divorce lawyer already set up. You already established a, you know, a relationship with this fella. The guy's fucking you over, allegedly. <laughs> It's brilliant. This man's a brilliant mind. Would you ever do something like that? Maybe at the end, if you told your wife, I guess it would make sense. I I couldn't do. I I just uh, just listen. If if you can't do something like that on your own after talking with your significant other, be like, listen, I need to take a vacation. Okay, I'm going out with my friends. Or I'm just going to go fishing by myself for a few days. I'll let you do whatever you want to do in like a week or so as well. You can take however many days you want. But I need to do this for my mental sanity, and you can do that for your mental sanity. Right? Whatever it may be. But if you have to fucking lie like that, oh my God, you're fucked. Might as well just get divorced. Right? Now I'm trying to take money out of this lawyer's pocket. But if you want to do it, do it. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Holy shit. That's insane. Oh, my God, people. <laughs> that lawyer is brilliant. Brilliant. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to join in on the podcast, you can do so. Hit me up on social at Podcast, or you can send me an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give it a nice rating if you're able to. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. They're amazing. Hopefully you guys laughed during this episode a little bit. Hopefully you didn't. A little chuckle. (laughs) Just a little. Just a little. Anyway, thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.